guys, we're here with Olivia Caridi. You might know her from The Bachelor or from Instagram. She's a big hiker. How are you, Olivia? I'm so good. Thank you. Or also from being one of my best friends because that's probably how you know her. I was like, wait, this is how we're introducing this? Okay. I mean, I don't know. What's up, guys? It's Olivia. Bye, here we are. Hi. I'm, like, trying to be kind and professional, but I don't really think that's going to be possible. You're doing a really good job so far, so keep it up. Don't let me Okay. Yeah. You're, like, the podcast queen and, like, actually studied how to talk to people. It's really hard for me not to, like, take over a podcast, so I'm really going to sit back and let you handle this. No, I think I would really like you to take it over. Halfway through, if I'm like, this shit sucks, then I'll take over. I obviously know everything about you basically but I feel like there's some things that like I don't know from growing up and like things that (laughs) other people don't know because all they do is like base it off you being on the bachelor but like you're more than that so much deeper than that (laughs) you have so much more to offer than being on the please ask me about it so you're from Austin Texas yeah well I was born in New York City but I lived in Austin for like 28 years now so how long did you live in New York when you were born there not like super long because of course my mom was like get me out of here like I'm not raising a kid here we lived in Illinois for like a hot minute but I have no recollection of that really and that's where my sister was born but I mean Austin has been home for since second grade so have you lived in the same house that you live in now yes yeah we lived in some like like neighborhood vibe at first the house that we we found I think we lived there for a year as we were trying to find like a legit home but yeah we we found this one the same year I think that we moved here so I've it doesn't look at all like it was when we moved here but we it's the same property for sure I'm I'm really jealous of people who live in their childhood homes. Like I would do anything no, to go back like to back my house. in it in like the spare guest space, which is nice. But it's so fun to like still be at the place where I like had my first kiss. You know, <laughs> I don't think it was my first kiss actually though. Here, so unfortunate. Well, maybe like where you took like your first step. It was. Uh, let me try to think of a good first throughout this podcast. I made out for the first time at this house. Ooh, she I bad. I used tongue. I played tonsil hockey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're from Austin, and then you went to school. You went to TSU for broadcast um, journalism. Texas Christian TCU. Thank you. Oh, what was it? What did TSU. I call it? Texas Southern oh, University. Shit. No, yeah, I went to TCU for broadcast. I got. Uh, a degree in broadcast and in English, broadcast journalism. Um, And then I was also, like, in a sorority. That was my vibe for a a minute there. Yikes. I mean, I could totally see you in a sorority, but you don't really do well in a big group of females, Really? Shocker. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So then you went on to become a news anchor. What what was, like... When you left school, were you like, I want to become a news anchor because that's my, my goal in life is to become this girl who talks about the weather or talks yeah, about... Yeah, like, I literally thought I was going to be the next, I don't know, like, Hoda. I, I was really... I... My whole schooling was on-air 
broadcasting, and then all of my internships at school were with TV stations in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. So it was just only natural for me to want to go into TV news. But it's, like, really hard to get your first job. Like, I remember I applied to, like, 120 stations across the country. And, you know, some people are like, oh, I want to move to New York and I want to get this job. You just have to, like, move wherever the heck you get a job. And for me, that was Bristol, Virginia, a place I had never heard of before. Uh, And I packed up my car. I was like, Mom, Dad, I'm moving to Virginia. And they were like, what? Uh, But, yeah, you you got to go where they hire you. And so I lived there for a while and then right after went on The Bachelor. So I was only actually doing what I studied for like two years before my life just completely upended itself. So up and completely changed. I mean, it is kind of weird how like you go to school, you go for this job and then you get this other opportunity and you kind of just like you take it to see what will happen, not knowing if you're ever going to go back to your real job, which you No, I couldn't. There was no way. Like, I remember right after the show, I was trying for a minute to get a job in news. But like, as you know, my edit was, it was just so bad that no one would even like, take the time of day to look at my reel or anything like that. And then I, you know, I was so fucked up at that time that I was like, I can't even picture myself, one, working, two, being on camera again three like I I don't know so uh, like do I regret leaving that job no like I even watch the news now and I I'm like oh god that that's such a grind and like it you know that show um the morning show oh my god it was so good but also so many points of them like stressed out running around like pulling their hair out that's what my life could have been and I don't know if I wanted that for myself so um, I feel like that's that's the life of a lot of people. Like, I feel like Hoda, for example, like, she's so successful, so maybe hers isn't that right. bad. But for those early, early news people, it's not Oh, my easy. God, it's awful. And you're getting paid absolutely nothing. I mean, for, for sorry, I'm playing words with friends. Um, it's, <laughs> it's, it's absolutely brutal. You're making no money. You have zero social life. It's just, it's a, it's a certain occupation for a certain kind of person, someone who, like, kind of a need for speed kind of person. And uh, right. not that I was never that kind of person, but I look back on it now, and I'm like, wait, I did that? Like, that was my life? It's insane. And I can't imagine. I mean, you were really, gets, you know. You were really good I at was. It. I will say that. Like, even my mom and my sister now will, will be like, you were so good. Like, would you ever go back? And I'm like, I'm 28 years old. Like, I can't. It just would never happen. It would never happen. I honestly, I could see you maybe not doing, like, the news, but maybe, like, an E! News nightly pop, like, type, like, hangout chat. I would love to actually, I would love to do radio. Like, if I ever, you know, like a Bobby Bones kind of situation. Obviously not not to that scale, but I have distinct memories in this house, actually, of listening to Bobby Bones every morning because he started in Austin, Texas. And I'm not kidding. Every single morning before I went to school, I listened to Bobby Bones. And that was like my thing. And I've always thought radio was so fun. So I could see myself maybe one day doing radio, but I don't have the desire to like do makeup and go do the morning news. I can't do that. Oh God, no. 
Well, that's why you do a podcast because then you can like just do it when you want to, and it comes out on a certain day. What I'm wearing right now. I mean, it just. I'm assuming you're wearing. Let's guess. You're wearing a t-shirt with high waters, or maybe your spanx leggings, but those are probably too nice for the quarantine. <laughs> I'm wearing overalls, <laughs> or overalls, or overalls, <laughs> overalls, and um, a turtleneck weird fleece sweater that I got at a vintage store in Amsterdam. So, which I wear every day. So rough. All right. So. Now that you bring up Amsterdam, you've been there a lot. <laughs> really? Like, for some reason, I was in Amsterdam, and you happened to be wow, there. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> um, okay, well, we'll come back to Amsterdam. But let's, okay, so you you do this job. You leave the job. You go on The Bachelor. We don't really need to adjust The Bachelor because I feel like you've so far removed yourself oh, from yeah. it. And everyone knows your story already, so it's kind of like just... It's, Bye. it's over. See you later. Um, so you go on The Bachelor, you leave, you try and get a job, and you move to New York City, and you meet me. Yay! <laughs> but what made you, I mean, when you left The Bachelor and you finally came out of, like, your depressive, like, I was fucked oh up over The Bachelor state, yeah. what kind of gave you that drive to get up and be like, I can't let this ruin my life, I need to get fucking going? Well, I just knew that, like, if I stayed in my little room in Austin like there I just wouldn't ever leave and I I knew that I had to make some sort of just completely wild move um and obviously like I I I didn't live in New York for a long time as a kid but I've been going there a ton my entire life because you know my dad's family lives there and so I always you know I feel like everyone has this dream of like I have to live in New York I don't know if you had that obviously you live there but um I just felt like that that was the time that I had to do it. I could find some sort of career that I wanted to do, even though I didn't even know what the hell I wanted. But I feel like New York is the place where it's like, if you don't really know what you want to do and you've got some time to figure it out and you want to switch up your life, you go there. And so I just kind of did it. I packed up my shit and I just went. I didn't have an apartment. I stayed with my grandmother for like a minute there, just trying to find an apartment which you live in now. Well, at least at least your grandma was there to, to keep you sane. And I feel like your mom is honestly mom goals. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. she's crazy and so fun, but she really cares about yeah. you and she cares about your sister. Yeah. And I think, like, she would never let you stay home or, like, not do anything no. with the rest no. of your life. No, and she was well, – my mom supports – literally all of my insane ideas like how many crazy things have I done and every time she's just like yeah do it go for it so half of them I can't even say out loud because (laughs) it's just insane (laughs) I think like your mom a would never let you do that but b helped you like when you got to New York like she put in so much time into your apartment yeah she went searching with me when we were apartment hunting she went with me the whole time because my, I knew my sister was going to move there because uh, she was just graduating from Dartmouth when I moved to New York. So we were looking for an apartment for two people. Um, so it was... And the apartment that they found, by the way, is now my apartment. <laughs> and then, yeah, so I, I met Lexi um, and she moved into the apartment basically pretty early on, I feel like. My sister didn't live in yeah. the apartment for long because she was 
in a relationship at the time and ended up, I feel like New York forces you to either move in with your boyfriend faster or like break up because the rent is just so damn high and you're already spending out there all the time. Like what's the point of living in two different places? So, um, so yeah, then you took her spot and it was great. I mean, I, I still live there, so I'm, I'm loving it. <laughs> I love that every time I go there, I can still go in this apartment that's now been in our lives <laughs> for like four years. I mean, a really long time. I don't know how much longer it'll be in our I lives considering the state of the planet, but. I don't know if anyone will just be in this world in the next. Like, I, I mean, I don't know if I should just like. I think we need to move to Hawaii and just like in a hut somewhere, you I know. Mean, I don't do well in the heat, but... I know. I was literally just about to say, wait, that's a bad idea because you hate hot anything. Hot anything. <laughs> um, so then you go to New York. You do a few things. You you make a great friendship with me, obviously. Yeah. And yeah. then you're like, fuck this. I need to get out of here. I'm done with it. The hustle and bustle is not for me, right? I just was like a feeling... I felt like I was becoming this, like, really impatient, hateful person when I was in New York. Fair. Uh, and, yeah, just, like, when I was, you know, everyone is walking too slow for me, or I'm just, like, in a moody mood, and I didn't want to be like that anymore. Um, and I knew that New York would always be something I could come back to and visit, but I just, I don't know. Some people can live there for a long time, and some people get burned out, like, really quick. I mean, I've been there for a long time, and I, I, I feel what you feel often. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I mean, I feel like at any point, too, you could just be like, okay, bye, I'm leaving. Right. And so, when did you yeah. start your podcast? You started in, like, 2000... 2017. Oh, my God. I'm going on three, I'm three years. Actually, it was three years in March. I remember so. when you did that photo shoot. Yeah. And <laughs> we picked the... And my job locked for, like, three hours because... My mouth was just wide open the oh whole time. God. Lord. Okay, so you leave New York. You go to Seattle. No. 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 Nashville. God, I'm so out of it. Okay, you have to stop moving or I'm going to really. The problem is, like, I don't blame you for messing it up because how many times have I moved in my life? Like 40,000 times. Okay, so you go to Nashville. Yes. That's when I started working for Delta. Yes, Delta. I work for and Nashville was super fun. Like, I, I loved it. I made a lot of great friends there. Like, obviously, that's where I met Brandy. Um, and, like, Mom and I went in on a house together, and we still have that house, and I freaking want to move into it, like, every freaking day of my it's life. It's so beautiful. Um, it's so beautiful. And I, I love Nashville. Um, but as far as the thing I will say about Delta as a company is that there's a lot of flexibility as far as like being able to move and try different cities. And um, I'm someone that just kind of likes to move around. And so I had, I felt like I had done my time in Nashville and literally as a Delta employee, you can like go on the job postings and there's postings in freaking Hawaii and California and Florida and you can just pick one and go like it's it's so fun so that there was Seattle was open and I was like yeah oh my God. I love Seattle so much I love it too I love it I loved the outdoors I feel like I really connected with the outdoors like 
obviously more than ever. And it was such a great time. I love Seattle. It's I, like one of my I feel like ever. you moving to Seattle was like a coming to, to age moment for you or like a, yeah, you like went on a hike every, every day. You took amazing yeah. photos. You made like really good friends and I even liked your yeah. friends. So that means something. Yes. Cause you hate everyone. I mean, I, so I just am very picky. Yes, that's true. And yes. I like people yeah. that are nice good. to my friends. So if you're not a good person, fuck off. Bye-bye. Um, so, and then you decide to move back to Austin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and now you're living in your childhood home with your mother, living your best life. Yes. Like, we're, we're having a ball together. We almost have too much fun together. I'm like, are you my mom still? Or I mean, I'm kind of jealous I'm not there for this whole quarantine thing because I think... I wish you were. <sighs> I wish you were. It's It's been... I mean, this house, my mom completely redecorated and made it her, like, lifelong project. And it's just an incredible property. I call it the Karidi compound. Um, and... Like we have our pool, we have the volleyball court, we have grass to play in, you know, lots of different rooms where if we get sick of each other, we can like go separate for a while. So basically, so it, like, you live like a celebrity who has everything that they want, but they're complaining about being in quarantine. But they have a pool, they have a volleyball court, they have. Do you have a chef? We don't, but okay. Um, but we've had a great time, like um, cooking. Like we we've gotten. We go to the grocery store. We bear it all and go to the grocery store like once every eh, like nine days or so. And we really try to like cook stuff and buy fresh vegetables. And so we're like, we're having so much fun. It's just crazy. I'm not even complaining. Obviously, the only thing that I hate is that I'm very far removed from my Amsterdam man. But um, okay, let's get into that now. That's what I really want to talk about. Okay, bye. Okay. So Thanksgiving of 2019, your family is like, we're going to Amsterdam for Thanksgiving. It's going to be amazing. Let's go. Yep. Yeah. Well, it's, it's funny because we actually were going to, we were dabbling on like a few, like we were thinking Costa Rica and then we were thinking Brussels, Belgium, and then we were thinking Amsterdam and then we would go back on. So yeah, we finally like settled on, well, I just settled, that's a stupid word, but like decided on Amsterdam. And thank goodness that we did. Because, mm-hmm. Yeah. So you go to Amsterdam, you do you do the, the family thing, and then tell us how how exactly, step by step, <laughs> did you meet Justin? Dare I say his name? Justin. He's his name has been said, yeah. So um, we I think it was our second day in Amsterdam and it was rainy and we were looking to like do something before we went to the Anne Frank museum. And so I had done, obviously I love to research wherever I travel and like make a schedule. And we were about like a 10 to 15 minute walk from the Heineken museum or Heineken experience in Amsterdam. So we all go to the Heineken experience at like 11 AM, which is kind of a weird time to go because you like, you know, you consume quite a bit of beer. Um, right. We're all like kind of tipsy by like 1 p.m. But anyway, we we go, we walk in. It's my sister, my mom, and I. And we go to the coat check and Justin is standing there. And <laughs> my sister looks, she like looks my way and whispers into my ear like, that guy's hot as fuck. And I was like, dude, yeah. 
And so he, he just asked us where we were from. I figured he was just being, you know, like a good uh, tourist, tourist person. Yeah, like asking questions. I didn't look into it at all. Um, so we told him we're from Texas and that we were going to Anne Frank later, yada, 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 go into the museum. We get to the bottom floor, which is where like the bar is. Basically, you get like two tokens to have two free beers and you get to talk and it, there's like loud music on. So he's down there, and that's when I finally got to see, like, his whole body because he wasn't behind a counter. <laughs> and I just was like, holy shit, this guy is, like, his, he's just so freaking cute. Um, and we did this, like, this pouring competition where we had to, like, watch a video and then pour it ourselves and see if we could do the perfect pour. And I somehow won... And he, like, gave me this little token, which it turns out he, he gives it to everyone. But I remember in that moment being like, oh, he loves me. Um, I felt like he was staring at me, but I didn't really know. And an hour had passed, and we were, like, kind of tipsy. And I was like, all right, we got to go. So I just left. I'm, you know me. I can't talk to men at all. So I did absolutely <laughs> nothing. Um, Literally cannot speak to a man. I not speak. So I was like shy and silent and weird. Um, but I, I left and I turn around and I see that my mom and my sister are talking to Justin. So it turns out that my mom kind of like waved him over and said, you know, are you single? And he said, yeah. She goes like, are you dating? He said, well, I mean, kind of. And she goes, would you like to come to dinner with us? And he goes, yes, absolutely, I'd love to. So he wrote his Instagram down on a coaster, and I waited a couple hours to message him. And I, like, was super, I said, hey, like, this is where we're having dinner tonight. Totally come, or, like, don't come at all, no worries, whatever. But there we were at the restaurant, and he showed up wearing his, like, real person clothes, and he was just so freaking cute. And we had a great dinner, and of course, I didn't speak at all. Um, <laughs> but he was just like, he really dealt with, you know, my mom asks a lot of ridiculous questions, and he handled everything like a champ, and um, we ended up all getting along so well, and that same night, my sister actually said, come to dinner with us tomorrow night, and then four nights in a row, he came to dinner with us, and then finally on the fourth night is when he was like, I, I like you, and uh, I want to, like, you know, hang out with you. So we stayed up all night. Um, we did not fornicate. We just talked. Good for um, you. Yeah, we just talked. And I was thinking to myself, like, okay, this was fun. Like, of course, I meet the greatest guy in the world when I'm in Amsterdam. Um, but he was like, do you want to try? Like, I want to try. And I was like try so yeah that's why I've been going back and forth I went back again like two weeks later and had the best time and then I went back again with Lex with me and then yeah I've been going back and forth for four months and then the freaking coronavirus happened so Ugh. I know and I have to say so I have a couple things to say about that story okay Number one, the fact that you gave him or that he gave you his Instagram, that is just how the world is communicating these days. And it's fascinating. Well, it's so funny because he could not, he uses WhatsApp because, um, right. They do. He was like, I cannot tell you what my number is. I use WhatsApp all the time and I could not even tell you what my number is. 
So he was like, I don't want to, I don't want to mess it up. So I'll just write down like what I know I have. But yeah, of course they were like, Hey, you have to message him. And I said, I don't want to message him because then the person with 200,000 followers is going to message him and he's going to be like, what the hell is this? You know? So yeah, that is a little bit, was that, that's like a good thing to get into. Cause I feel like he's like this normal guy, right. Who lives in Amsterdam. Yeah. He's from, he's from Brussels, right? Yes. He's from Brussels. Yeah. And then he meets this like beautiful girl <laughs> and all these things are happening. And then he sees this like 200,000 blue check. And for a normal person, that's like, Oh, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Or it's like, oh, my God, this is amazing. She's famous. Let's do this. Well, that's what I was worried about. Like, maybe I'm just super jaded, but, like, I've I've been worried about stuff like this before where it's, like, does he really like me? Does he just want to, like, hang out because I'm, you know, X, Y, Z? And so that's why I didn't want to message him because I was, like, I don't even want to talk about why I have this many followers or, like, why people care about what I do. Um, Cause you know, I don't really give a shit. Like I, I love that people stick with me and listen to my podcast and stuff, but I'm not out here to like be an influencer and shit like that. So it just like kind of ends up getting in the way for no reason. Um, yeah. But he had no, obviously had no idea. We have a rule that he cannot Google me. And to this day, he has never Googled me. He's never, never watched an episode of the show. And I believe him. I really do because he knows how much that, upsets me and like not upsets me but just makes me pretty uncomfortable so you really think he's never googled you ever I really believe it I really do yeah well that's good that you believe it but I'm telling you right now I've googled you well of course you have bitch I can ask <laughs> not to by the way me and Olivia met on Instagram in like 2014 or something I don't know this feels it was fi- si- 15 15 15 15 yeah that's crazy Oh, God. Okay, so then you go to dinner. And honestly, knowing you for as long as I have, I can tell you right now that obviously you do not approach men. And if a man approaches you, you're scared. Oh, yeah. So the only way for it to happen would have been for someone else to literally, like your mom and sister did, pick him up and put him in front of you. Because he wouldn't have done anything either. So I doubt it. No, he would have never done anything. But he had the balls to go with a completely random family from America to yeah. dinner. Yeah. Like, and I, I was so impressed by that, like that he showed up and was like on time and he dressed nicely. And he just, all these questions that we, he, people were asking him, he had an answer for everything and he made great eye contact and stuff like that for some reason, just really, I don't know, like impresses me. And, um, even though I didn't speak at all, I listened, I was like hanging on every word he was saying. Um, so yeah. Were you drooling too? Oh, complete drool everywhere. Yeah. I mean, I was drooling from the moment I saw him. I was like, holy balls. He's just a stunner. And he's great. Like he, uh, he's great. I'm. Oh, and like Olivia said earlier, I truly do not like many people. I mean, I like a lot of people, but if I don't like you for my person yeah. and Olivia being one of my people, I, I like him. I like him a lot. He's very nice. I stayed at his house. Mm-hmm. He took care of me. He made my bed. <laughs> it's funny because, um, like, even Brandy, she we went to Africa together, obviously, so she spent, you know, like, nine days with him. And she, she loved him and was, like, spot on about our 
relationship that like we can just be ourselves around each other. He balances me really well. Uh, and he's really smart. Like he challenges me. And I mean, he, he treats me so freaking well. You notice this too. Like he's just very attentive and he thinks about things that will make me happy or, um, just things that I've never experienced in a relationship before. So, uh, but like, that's how you're supposed to be treated. And it's like so sad that so many people don't know that. Like have no idea. It's really tragic. Honestly. It's awful. Yeah. Yeah. But he's great. And yeah. So do you guys like talk every single day and like FaceTime and shit? Yeah. So obviously the core, the quarantine situation has made everything. We've really had to like figure out how to, you know, keep it spicy. But uh, we talk when I wake up in the morning, I call him and we talk for like 20 minutes or so. And then in the afternoon, we'll send each other memes or like occasionally talk. We're trying to play words with friends and like do a house party and stuff. So we kind of are like interacting, even if we're not together. And then when he's going to bed, he'll call me and we'll talk for like 20 minutes. So that's I feel like you need to like order some lingerie and send him a nude. I have been. Oh, oh shit! <laughs> you really like this guy. I never do that shit. No, I've ever send like I have not sent a nude, but I've sent like you know little like a cute like remember my tits, yeah, bitch. Don't like, forget them. Bikini, like I'm going in the hot tub or something like that. And then um, what else have we? We did that like Netflix party thing where you. Oh like, yeah. But yeah, I mean it's super stressful. Like we're still kind of early in our relationship and. Um, you know, I was just planning on going there, like, a couple days after this whole coronavirus thing really, like, took off, and so, yeah, now we're on, we've never been apart for longer than three weeks, and we're already going on a month apart, and we're probably going to be apart at least another month and a half, I don't know how long, I think the hardest part is just that, like, the uncertainty around it. Like, I don't mind right. a long distance relationship. I actually quite like it, but it's just different when you have no clue when you're going to see each other again. It's just really brutal. So I feel like, I mean that a lot of people are going through that, not even just sort of relationships, oh, but like yeah. family, I'm going through it like with my apartment. Like, I don't know. I mean, like even my sister, she's, you know, has an apartment in New York and she like her lease is up soon. And she's like, what do I do? I feel like there's just so much uncertainty right now that, and it's very overwhelming and it makes me anxious. And I try not to let those kinds of feelings like seep into our conversations because I don't want everything to just be negative. I try to stay positive about the whole thing, but I mean, yeah, people are separated from their friends and their families and like, no one has a clue when this is going to end. And then even if it does end, what, you just all get, all of a sudden get to hop on a plane? Like, what, how, what is this going to... Yeah, I don't, I really have no idea. No. So it's just, yeah, I'm trying to stay positive, but it's hard. You know, you want to be around each other. Like, you would want to be in your apartment or, like, someone wants to be around their family and you can't be. And it's really weird, so. (sighs) Yeah. Well. I miss him. Oh, God, I miss my boyfriend. Oh, never mind. (laughs) Um, so this isn't like the normal clout episode because I feel like you're kind of like a loose cannon and you can not only erupt, but like you fly everywhere. Yeah. I feel like you're going to have 16 different careers or jobs before you're done. Oh, probably. Yeah. 
a hundred percent. Like I, there's no one way that I have will or will achieve clout. Like it just, it's going to be whatever. No, like I think you have it because you are, you've been successful in literally every single thing that you've done, (laughs) but you just lose interest in it because I I think you know that there's something better. Yeah. I, I, it is very hard to keep my, my interest. I will say that like, but didn't someone use that in, as a quote about women once mm-hmm. about how if you really like someone and then you turn the corner and there's someone better? Here's the quote. You can go on a date with Jenny and she's really smart and really funny and really talented, but you might meet Katie the, the next night and she's smarter and funnier and more talented. And it's just really hard out there, you know? It's really hard out there. <laughs> oh, the struggle. The struggle. I, I have You're to. You're met in New York. I have to go on multiple dates a week, and it is just exhausting. And it's very, mean. very hard on my budget. Very hard. Oh, oh, God. oh gosh. That's dating men in New York City in just literally thirty seconds, right there. That was the other fucking thing about New York City. Talk about a place where you're just you're gonna have to sift through some insane weeds to find maybe. A winner. I mean, talk about the text messages that I just got from an old flame. (laughs) I'll never understand. I don't, guys. Here's what I'll say. I went on, like, two dates with this guy who ended up standing me up on a date. It was my first time ever where he was like, oh, sorry. Like, I ended up going to a bar with my friends. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? So anyway, um... He's randomly, like, how many years ago was that, Lexi? Oh, at least four? Four, Three? three, No, at least four. Ages ago. Like, this was so long ago. And I will just continuously get random text messages from him. Like, I got one just on my birth, or was it my birthday? Or it wasn't my birthday. It was just, like, a day or two before it or after it. But it literally just said, hey, how are you? And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about right now? Yeah, but it wasn't there. It, oh, then he messaged you again. Yeah, so, so I didn't respond because why would I? We're not friends. And then he texts me back like two days later saying, since when did I start getting ignored? And I, of course, didn't respond to that. But my God, did I want to just say, are, since when do we speak? Like, who are you? Also, I don't know like, has. Has he looked at your Instagram or anything? Like, you have um, a very obvious man in your life. I have a boyfriend. But, no, the funniest thing is that I've had, like, random run-ins with him in my life. Like, uh, when I was in Seattle working at the Sky Club there, I was, like, looking down, um, typing something, and I hear, hi, and I look up, and it's fucking him in the Seattle Sky Club. And I think he was alone, but he was on his way to vacation with his girlfriend, which I sincerely hope he is not dating her anymore, or else... Oh, that poor girl. I, I mean, I literally, what, two weeks ago, screenshotted you him on, like, Hinge yes, or Bumble Hinge or something? Bumble, yeah. Like, why, how, why does he keep popping up? I'm so confused. <laughs> Maybe he's meant it. to be in our lives. Maybe we should be friends. Like, I don't know. I don't know. He's, like, a scummy scum. It was bad. Um... Okay, so, like, what's next for you, obviously, post-quarantine? Are you going to – obviously, you need to get back to Amsterdam, but is Justin going to come to Austin? Well, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm being selfish um, and, like, obviously wishing he was here. We've been 
together. I mean, by the time quarantine is over, maybe we'll have been together for six months and he has not been here yet. Um, because I have a definitely a more flexible career path than he does. And I don't right. mind going there. I love going there, but there's also a part of me that's like, you know, put up or shut up kind of thing. I, I think that he needs to come here and see my life and see my freaking dogs and my car and shit. So, um, so yeah, I would love for him to come. I have no idea what's going to happen. I don't mind going there, but I'm kind of just like wishing that he would come here. Um, I think he'll go there. Doesn't, isn't he curious to see where you're from? Maybe not. I'm not really sure. I don't know. Okay. He is. <laughs> yeah. It's just, I, that it's something that's becoming important to me now. Like there was a while where I just didn't give a shit, but now I actually care. So, um, wow. so hopefully he you guys will figure it out. If not, I go there. Um, and then I'm not sure what the hell I obviously work in the airline industry, which has completely tanked. So um, what's happening with that? So you aren't working at all. So basically they are, um, no one is buying airline tickets right now. So they're offering to, they, they can't pay people. So they're basically saying, okay, if you want to take voluntary leave, you can, you can do that. So they're not, they're offering 30, 60 and 90 day leave options for people. So um, I put in for the, the highest because I do have a second job and I want people who need the income to have it more than, than I do. So Right. Um, as of now, like, it's, of course, up in the air. Every month we're, we're taking flights off the roster and stuff, so it's just kind of all over the place. But eventually I'll get back to work. I think there's just a part of me right now that I don't know if I necessarily feel safe being in that public of a place. Um, shout out to everyone that's, you know, braving the public and helping everyone and being those essential workers, but it just freaks me out a little bit, like, I mean, it is. It is. It's terrifying. It's terrifying. I, I, I wear gloves and a mask because everyone's touching everything. And ugh, it's just who what like we're going to tell our kids one day that like we we lived through a global pandemic. You know what I mean? It's kind of crazy. It's really wild. Like we're going to be in the history books. We really are. Me and you <laughs> together. <laughs> Holding hands. So where are you going to meet your husband? Because, like, we all need an international boyfriend. I think that you're just surrounded by friends that have international boyfriends, so that's why this idea is really working for you. Yeah, that's... Um, I, truthfully, I don't know what or who I'm ever going to find. But I have to tell you, I'm really not worried about it. I know you're not. You've never really been worried about it. I really am, like, very, very okay being single because I want to get my shit together before I even think about meeting some man. I mean, I feel like of a lot of people I know, your shit is together. Like, it's not like you're just running wild with no action whatsoever. With no shit. shit. You've got shit. You know I have shit, but, like, I truly, like, it. I want to, like, get through the pandemic. Obviously, I'm not going to meet a man unless they want to, like, FaceTime sex me or something. But I don't, I really don't know. I have no idea. I have no plans for love as of now. Like, do you We have to figure out your love first. You know what I mean? I know. I know. I know. Trust me. I know. One step at a time. One fucking step. And it's, like, 
oh god i'll just go on a rant i can't do it i gotta figure it out well let's let's like okay let's end on like a positive note yeah, so change the subject <laughs> So for anyone out there who has been through, like, let's say the wrath of not so much a reality show putting you into awful thoughts and making you want to live at your parents' house forever and make you feel bad, (laughs) but people who've, like, like, I feel right now, like, I'm kind of in a rut because of this pandemic and I had a job that now I don't have and now I'm kind of, you know, in this mood every day where I'm like, I need to get shit done or like, I'm going to be in this mood forever. But what would you, what are your words of wisdom to someone who is literally sitting around being like I feel like I'm a waste of life and why did I do that and I'm upset and all that I mean I think there's a combo of things that I think something that really helped me was some advice that I got of just like letting go of things that you can't control um and not living in uh you know first of all, like what I went through and what we're all going through right now, like we can't control what's going on. And the longer you sit and and think about trying to plan or trying to figure out what day exactly this is going to end, like you're going to drive yourself crazy. So it was a combo of that. I think if you're feeling down, if you're feeling like you made a bad choice, things like that, like I've always said, I don't plant yourself at a place that doesn't feel good. Uh, I think so many people have the tendency to like plant themselves somewhere and the roots take place and they're just, they're stuck. Like really, really try, no matter what it takes, try to move out of a rut and into like what I did. I just, I started like freaking bodybuilding, but like anything that I could do that I just was like moving and not just sitting in my own like filth. Like you can't, do that I don't know if you would agree with that but like I I agree completely yeah um but for me I'm someone I think it's affected me in a lot of ways like I'm someone who likes to be in control and I think it's in many points of my life I felt completely out of control and it's like incredibly difficult but I've always also if I look back in hindsight those times that I kind of just like let go is times where I've really cool things have happened so um yeah. And you seem to be doing really great at this point in time. I'm doing pretty darn good for like. I'm so happy for you, truly. Lex, thanks. I just love truly. It. When you say that, I like you sound like you don't mean it. I love it so much. It's so. Good. I do mean it. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> because because I'm, I'm so sarcastic, so when I do I try and be heartfelt, people are like, "You're being a fucking asshole." Just, I'm like, "No." I just know you so well that like I'm like, "Oh, okay, sure, Jan, sure." <laughs> No, but truly, I am happy for you, and I'm happy that you found a guy that I like. That's the most important part. Anyway, I mean, if you didn't like him, we'd be we'd have. It, they would have already broken up. I wouldn't have let it happen. You would have broken up for us. It so. would have been done. So we're still together because Lexi approves. Thank you. Holla, holla at your ba- dollar. <laughs> <laughs> um, where can we follow you on Instagram? As if anyone doesn't know already, or just like so sorry, I haven't posted in a hundred years, but um. At Olivia Caridi is my Insta handle. You'll see lots of travel pics. And um, let's see what else. I got the twits, and that's at Olivia Caridi. My podcast is called Mouthing Off. Just, Lexi, what do I say? You can find it on Apple and Spotify. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you for coming on, Olivia. You're so welcome, Lexi Stout. I appreciate you.
I appreciate you. (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe so you get notification each week when a new episode comes out. Bye.